Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. Today on the show, we have Thomas Nieto with Main Squeeze Juice Company. Welcome, Thomas. Thank you very much for having me, Lee. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Main Squeeze Juice Company. How are you serving folks? Sure. Um, we are serving folks with whole fruits, whole vegetables, uh, healthy, clean eatery, quick, fast, on the go. Our mission is making healthy easier. Uh, and we do it by offering um, those whole uh, fruits and vegetables, real food, um, 100% plant-based. Um, and we do it conveniently, quickly, um, and at an affordable price point. And um, so the, the story is basically I, I stumbled across a mom and pop juice bar in Lake Charles, Louisiana, um, about four years ago, walked in, blown away. Uh, it was uh, not your typical juice bar. The design um, was breathtaking. All the products were the, the best tasting uh, products that I've ever had in my life when it comes to juice, smoothies, bowls. Um, and I, you know, I uh, ended up uh, falling in love, love at first sight you can call it. And, um, and so the rest is history. Here we are today. We have uh, 25 locations opened. Uh, we have uh, well over 50 plus more locations that are in various stages of development um, between, you know, real estate or design construction. Uh, and so, yeah, we have a lot of momentum. We've grown um, quickly, but we've grown uh, in a very smart way. Uh, and it's all been organic up to this point. Uh, so, well, that, uh, that's, that, that's, that's fitting though. Short. That, uh, it's fitting that it's organic, right? The, the, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No pun intended. Now, um, so you just d discovered this as a consumer. Well, actually, so, all right. I, I guess I'll have to make the long story short a little bit longer. Um, so basically my background is I cut my teeth in, in the business arena with AT&T, started as a sales rep, uh, ended as a, um, a regional manager for AT&T Corporate uh, over the company on retail locations in North Florida. Um, left AT&T to actually do a venture called In-N-Out Smart Repair. Um, and this was about uh, six years ago. Um, and so uh, the self, it was a cell phone repair concept. You know, if you broke, cracked your screen, uh, any kind of electronics that needed a repair, uh, it was the kind of business that it was. And a buddy of mine who actually, funny enough, I had hired at AT&T, he worked in construction, was begging me to get him in the air conditioning um, for, uh, you know, to take him out of the construction world. He ended up getting fired six months later because he couldn't show up to work. Made me look bad, but then totally redeemed himself by, um, uh, you know, convincing me to take the leap of faith from AT&T and starting uh, what was in and out franchise. Um, and so that was um, a venture where we scaled from seven locations. We opened 78 locations. Um, and right at three years time, we were the fastest growing franchise in that space. Uh, we rose up to be the number three player in the space uh, and ended up getting acquired um, by the largest player in the space, uh, CPR, um, cell phone repair. Um, so from, you know, when we after we sold and did that um, 
uh, merger acquisition with CPR. At that point, I'm kind of, you know, figuring out my next move. What am I going to do? Where am I going to go? You know, and, um, and so I was getting phone calls, opportunities and, and whatnot um, with some different folks uh, wanting to do ventures. And so in my exploration of what my next steps were, um, I ended up uh, talking to um, some guys at Lake Charles, Louisiana, um, about their cell phone repair concept, which was called Fix My Phone. Um, these two gentlemen, uh, his name, uh, both of them were Nick and Carl, um, and great guys. Ended up meeting with them, and while I was there uh, evaluating their cell phone repair concept, um, they were like, hey, do you mind jumping in the car real quick? And uh, my, my little sister is about to open a juice and smoothie bar, and she needs help unloading produce, um, which I thought was kind of odd. Um but I was like, yeah, sure, man. I'll, I'll jump in the car and go, go help out. Why not? Uh, so I did that. And that's where, you know, I walked in love at first sight. I was blown away. Um, and the, um, the kind of creators, if you will, the founders of that, that location that worked with some of the best chefs in the world to create the recipes. And these are two really special people, very authentic. We're very close with them today. Matt Miranda, uh, husband and wife, it was their passion to, to open this juice bar and, um, and really, um, you know, offer a holistic vegan uh, option uh, to their community in, in Lake Charles. And so they were so thankful that I was helping them, you know, unload produce and whatnot. And they were like, oh, man, we well, have to try all of our products. Like, let us, you know, let you taste everything. I'm like, well, look, guys, I mean, you know, I'm, I, I, you know, I'll do that. But just so you know, I'm not, you know. I'm not the the healthiest person. I don't really like juice. To me, like juice tasted like the dirt, earth, roots. Um, you know, not my cup of tea. Uh, but I, you know, I wanted to oblige, so I was like, okay, sure, um, I'll, I'll try them. Uh, and and lo and behold, I'm trying like green juice, beet juice, all these different juices that um, I couldn't believe that I was loving every single one of them. I'm like, what are y'all putting in this? Like, how does this taste so good? Uh, and yeah, to my surprise that, you know, like we're not adding anything straight, whole fruits, whole vegetables, two to four pounds of produce in every bottle of juice, which was kind of mind blowing when you think about how much four pounds of produce is going into one bottle of juice um, and everything I tried. It was amazing. Then I, they're like, oh, you got to try the smoothies. I'm like, well, how great can a smoothie be? You know, it's, a, it's a smoothie. Um, and uh, to my surprise, I mean, the best tasting smoothies I've ever had. I'm like, what are you like? How do these smoothies taste so good? Why are they so different? Well, we, you know, we have a very special process on our bananas. We get them in a certain ripening stage and we freeze them at a certain temperature for a certain period of time. And that's what we don't use any ice or any fillers or syrups. It's all, um, you know, just hundred percent whole fruits, whole vegetables. The only thing we're adding is organic superfoods and man, I was blown away. And then they showed me that, you know, they were like, Oh, we got to try the acai bowl. And, I didn't even know how to say acai. I didn't even, I didn't know what acai was. Um, but once again, blown away. It was, uh, you know, they're like, yeah, we get our acai wild harvested from the Amazon rainforest from like indigenous tribes who like climb the trees and pick the berries. And then they clean it there uh, in, in uh, Brazil and they ship it straight to us. I was like, wow. So I couldn't, I was just light bulb moment blown away with, um, with how spec mind you like, I'm here like having this epiphany, like, man, this, this is a very special brand. And this is, this is what I'm interested in. But funny enough, like the whole purpose, uh, it was completely random that I was even there. The whole purpose of me being in Lake Charles was again for that cell phone repair concept. Um, so 
uh, you know, kind of concluding, I basically said, look, um, I would be very interested in, in scaling this brand um, or at least, you know, I wanted to see how like the first month went because mind you, like I was there the Thursday before they opened on that upcoming Monday. And so, but I, I kind of, you know, established that, Hey, I'm very interested in this brand. I uh, would be very interested in, um, in potentially franchising it and learning more about it, et cetera. And so, uh, but then I kind of, you know, took a back seat and, and wanted to watch uh, and see what it did for the first month. And uh, certainly like their first day that they opened with no marketing, they sold out of everything at, you know, two o'clock by two o'clock in the afternoon and, you know, did uh, $6,000 in sales did, uh, you know, over 90,000, almost a hundred thousand dollars their first month. And so I was like, okay, so confirmation, this brand is very, very special. It's a, it's a brand that um, the products are so amazing and they taste amazing and they make you feel amazing where, you know, it's, it's a lifestyle brand. You end up, uh, it's kind of like how people go to Starbucks, you know, uh, over and over again that are addicted to caffeine. Um, you know, that's, that's how I saw this brand. Uh, cause I was like, man, if I lived here, I would come here every single day. Cause the energy high that you're getting on, you know, infusing your body with two to four pounds of produce is a very natural, uh, amazing, um, energy rush that you're getting that's uh you know basically the the benefits of caffeine without all the jitters and it's more of a sustainable um energy and and so many other um benefits health-wise so you know and i was like man how cool is it to like you know how cool would it be to be able to scale a brand that also is serving like products that um are literally helping people and improving people's lives and improving their health and their well-being um, you know, a lot of businesses out there to make, make a dollar, but, um, really cool to be able to, you know, partner with a brand and scale a brand that ultimately could make a difference, a positive impact in people's lives, uh, with their physical and mental health. So all that being said, I ended up doing a deal, uh, founding the franchise company, um, back in July of, uh, 2017. Um, we got to work on, building the FDD, uh, brought in my, my brother-in-law, who was on, uh, part of that last venture that I mentioned um, with In-N-Out Smart Repair. Um, and he is an attorney and, and basically wrote our FDD for Main Squeeze franchise. We completed the FDD September of 17, started uh, licensing then. Again, very uh, kind of organic word of mouth. And then, uh, like I said, here we are today. Now, um, has any of the tactics changed, like of going to market with a franchise that is in this um, kind of industry rather than the uh, technology cell phone uh, repair um, kind of industry? Was it the same kind of philosophy and strategy in place in order to franchise and scale this brand? Yeah, well, um, you know, what I learned was coming fresh off of um, the In-N-Out Smart Repair um concept uh that was that was my first endeavor in franchising but what i learned and i learned so much um through that endeavor to be honest with you most of what not to do um <laughs> nevertheless learned uh some invaluable lessons i i kind of figured the thing out i figured i have always had my business background comes to uh, marketing merchandising customer experience um, how to create an extraordinary experience that retail brick and mortar from AT&T. But um, in and out really gave me that franchising experience and, and figured out that franchising is all about 
um, systems and processes. It's about having a great product with great people with great process. And so those principles are always law and truth for any brand in franchising, regardless of, of what the brand is, comes to this pe- having great people, having a great product and having great processes in place. And, um, and so that's what we kind of, you know, uh, got to work on immediately. Um, while we were working on the FDD, we were, I was working every day at a Lake Charles store. Of course, we had to streamline a lot of the operations. For example, you know, their recipes were, well, a handful of this and, a, you know, a pinch of this, you know. And so we had to standardize everything and uh, create good, you know, structure and processes that can be easily taught um, and replicated. Um, and, and so, yeah, that's what franchising is. It's about creating um, that structure um, where an operator and an owner can come in and they know, you know, the machine basically, if you will, is already built and all they have to do is grab the steering wheel and, uh, and make sure that they're driving it uh, every single day. So from, from that standpoint, yeah, very much, you know, very similar in that regard. Now, um, does the ideal, what does the ideal franchisee look like? Are they somebody that has this kind of health and wellness background or they could be anybody uh, that's open to, you know, just following systems and kind of leaning into uh, this kind of an opportunity? Yeah. You know, I guess if you ask that question to different, um, different folks, you might get different uh, variations of, of, of what the answer is. Um, but for me, um, you know, most important is, you know, kind of two, two main things, um, up front, uh, that are big qualifiers. Number one is financial qualifications. Um, because at the end of the day, it's the number one reason why, uh, small business owners fail. Um, even franchisees, it's because they're undercapitalized. And so, um, that's a big one. We have to make sure that everybody who's, getting into um, to the space and going to be opening a main squeeze that they're, they're, they're coming out of the gates from a position of strength, but they're not fully over leveraging and fully extending themselves uh, so much to where it puts them in a conflicted position, uh, which is ultimately a position of weakness. Uh, for example, I mean, if you, you know, if the investment costs $350,000 and you're, you know, you went all in, you have no other working capital that was, like, that's not a good situation. We don't want you to just because you have the money to do the investment. Uh, that, that doesn't mean that you're, you're well capitalized because you are highly at risk if you don't have uh, sufficient capital with sufficient buffering to account for, um, you know, your, your um, kind of worst case scenarios. And so that's a big one. And we spend a lot of time on that and, and we make it a big priority. Um, that was one of the big lessons that I learned in, in, in and out. Um, and, and I got to, I got to see how those uh, the consequences of, of uh, not making um, that a priority uh, and how that played out. And, and it ended up, uh, you know, playing out not well. And, uh, and, and you know, people uh, were frustrated. People got hurt. And um, and that's not why I'm in this game. I'm, I'm in this in this deal to help people and provide great opportunities for entrepreneurs and um, to serve our customers an amazing product and uh, to, to provide an awesome place for all of our employees to, to come to work every day. So um, financial is number one. Number two is um, after that is I really, really feel strongly that this has to be 
this business specifically, not necessarily just franchising, uh, meaning like the passion that you know, the, the, the talent of following um, systems and, and processes or the characteristics of somebody who, who does that very well, but more so somebody has to be, you have to be passionate about who we are and why we do what we do. You have to be connected to that. Why? And that might sound, you know, Oh, you know, cheesy, superficial, um, Cause kind of everybody, you know, might say that and it, it you know, it's, um, it, it sounds good. And, but, you know, some people could think that that's fluff or, but it's really not, it's really important. Um, you have to be connected at the core value level to what we believe from a philosophy standpoint about people. Uh, you have to be connected to why we do what we do. And the reason is if you're not passionate um, about what you're doing and why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, when the going gets tough, and by the way, you will be tested. It's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. You're not always going to be on the mountaintop. Sometimes you will have to go through the valley. And when the going gets really tough, if you're not really passionate about it and all the real uh, you know, drive for you is money, well, you're going to quit. You're going to want to give up because it doesn't mean anything deeper than a dollar. And, you know, so I really believe strongly that there has to be a fit um, at that core value level with what we believe about people philosophically and and why we the, the mission uh, behind what we're doing and why we do what we do. Um, and uh, and if you have connectivity there, of course, um, third layer is I'm really looking for people that have a proven track record. Um, ideally, it's very helpful as it would it cuts the learning curve down. Um, if you have a background in restaurant operations, that that helps. It's not a deal breaker. The first two are, but that third one is not a deal breaker. But it makes a difference. Um, and and certainly, you know, regardless of whether you have that restaurant background or knowledge um, in your in your um, quiver, you know, you at least need to have a proven track record of winning. I want to be able to see your past endeavors, uh, your past work experiences. And I want to see what your track record is. And I want to talk to references and I want to know uh, what you've done up to this point. Um, and, and what you find is when you have a pattern of, uh, you know, past successes and somebody that has a track record of winning and everything that they do, the odds are they're going to continue uh, that trend and, uh, and they will, they will find a way and make a way to win in whatever they do. And that's just, you know, um, you know, inside of somebody and that's who they are, uh, at the core. Um, so we're looking for winners. We're looking for people who are motivated that are, um, you know, that are, that are passionate and, and determined to win, uh, no matter what it takes at all costs. Um, and so, so those are the three main things, um, you know, that I'm looking for, uh, in, in what, a a, a great, candidate looks like and we are very selective we 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 end up doing an you know not doing i should say a lot of deals with a lot of people that that meet criteria one uh typically uh financially and um but you know they don't you know they don't have a uh, number two and or a combination of number two and number three um and so the the ideal candidate somebody that is well capitalized that has the money and that can fight from a position of strength right out of the gates He's very passionate about the brand and our mission and why we do what we do. 
and really has a core value connection to like what we believe and what our philosophies are about business and people. And then number three, having a proven track record of winning. Now, um, your location, you started, I guess, in the uh, Louisiana uh, kind of Gulf Coast area. Are you, is that the main area of growth now or is it the kind, kind of the world is your oyster at this stage? Yeah, I mean, for us as a young brand, and I, I would recommend for any brand, again, this is a lesson that I learned within and out of what not to do is doing any kind of a shotgun approach when you're young and when you're an emerging brand, um, you think it can work. Uh, but it, it can't and it, and it won't. Um, in my opinion, um, it's too tough if you're doing, you know, one unit in North Carolina and then you're doing one unit in Colorado and then you're doing two units in California and you're doing a, so, you know, for us, uh, we were very intentional about our growth and, and about the foundation, uh, how we see it as, as what we're building, um, with our units. Um, and so, We started uh, out of uh, Louisiana. Um, We really honed in uh, and targeted specifically um, Houston. Uh, And so we really focused all of our efforts on developing Houston. And now we have 30 locations that we're doing in Houston alone. Um, Now we're turning our attention to Dallas and we want to, uh, it's like a domination strategy, uh, if you will, but for going in, we want to be very intentional and targeted with our growth so that our units are really um, getting all of the, um, the, the the leverage of the power of the brand um, and, and that brand power with shared marketing, with uh, the exposure of the brand and, and brand recognition and reputation um, and accessibility to our customers uh, where they live, work and play. Um, and so uh, we, we are growing in clusters specifically honed in on Gulf States, Southeast region uh, is where we're concentrated. Um, but certainly, um, you know, the world is our oyster, but it's just a matter of um, electing, the cho- you know, choosing the right time, the, you know, the right approach. For example, we are um, at this point, we're going all the way to Florida. We're doing a 10 unit development out of North Florida, Jacksonville. We want to continue developing in other markets um, south of Jacksonville in Florida. Um, we're going up actually to uh, Missouri, but we're in, in St. Louis, but when we're doing a development deal in uh, someplace outside of our existing clusters, we're only going to do um, a, a deal if we're doing it at, at least clusters of uh, minimum of four, uh, just because again, I'm not going to go, uh, I'm not going to do a deal with somebody that wants to do one location that's logistically really far away. I mean, especially in the food business, we have to find, you know, a new warehouse to be able to, um, for distribution, food distribution, supply chain, logistics. I mean, there's so many things that go into it. And then furthermore, you you kind of defeat the whole purpose of, of being a part of a powerful brand if you're not going into a market um, with intention of dominating that market. So if somebody wants to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on the team, what's the website? Uh, then get a main squeeze franchise.com and check us out. And we'd love, it's a very quick little inquiry that you can uh, fill out. And, uh, and we would love to, to chat and have a conversation with anybody that wants to bring healthy to their community. And, um, and after reading more about us, if you feel like, you know, uh, there's a core value connection and fit to uh, what we're all about, what our mission is, we'd love to chat. Good stuff. Well, Thomas, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you very much for having me, Lee. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio. 